welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello, and with me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you tonight? I'm doing great. How are you, Jeff? I'm excited, because whether you call it the Lake Buena Vista Shopping Village, the Walt Disney World Village, the Disney Village Marketplace, or Downtown Disney, we now know it as Disney Springs. I refer to it as their fifth gate. Tonight's show is all about Disney Springs in Orlando, Florida. Do you have any history that you want to break down for us? I mean, the the dates or anything that's important to set people up. So uh, I think we'll start with what is it? It's good. It's good. It's a good question. Yes. I think that's part of the history and why it's changed names because it was Lake Buena Vista Shopping Village in 1975. And as its name implied, it was a couple of stores. And then it moved away. We know Disney is in Lake Buena Vista. It's not really in Orlando, like everybody always says. It's in Lake Buena Vista, Florida. Mm -hmm. But then it became part of, as you said, they kind of were trying to make it that fifth gate. And so in 1977, just two years later, it became the Walt Disney World Village. Really didn't change much. It was still shopping and a little bit of food. Then we renamed it 12 years later in 1989. It became the Disney Village Marketplace. Sounded cool. <laughs> um, added some extra things. We've got some entertainment. We've got shopping. We've got food. Shopping, food. And I think they were looking for a little bit of that local draw. There's a lot of local people there who can easily get there. But what we found is it was always never parking in the right spot. That was one of the struggles that we had. And so they tried to breathe some new life into it. It became Downtown Disney in 1997. And it got renamed and shared that name of Downtown Disney out in California at Disneyland. And I think that's one of those other things that still throws some of us. In Disneyland, it is still Downtown Disney. But in Walt Disney World, it is now Disney Springs. And I have to say, you know, I'm there all the time. And I look at it and I am so confused how they didn't add any land to this space because you walk it now and it feels like they must have expanded by, you know, four times the geographic space because it is monstrous. It has so much food and so much shopping there's you could spend so much time just eating away and shopping away and it used to really be focused on disney the world of disney the biggest shopping store that is devoted and owned by disney was really the main shopping place and they had pin traders and trendy they had a couple of other Disney-owned stores. Now, it's 120 acres of shopping divided into four lands, and it really, it covers everything. There's all kinds of designer stores there, unique entertainment. Um, You know, they really focus on things to do. I will say this. If you have not been there since they've done this expansion, you are correct, Sandy. You will step foot into that property and you will be like, where am I? How does this How does this even resemble what it was? You'll see the things that you knew that were holdovers like that store you're talking about, like Ghirardelli, like these things that, that are that were landmarks, but now they're they're 
enveloped by this entire immersive ex- shopping experience that did not exist before in story, water, in, in walkways. There's just a tremendous amount of attention to detail paid to make this shopping center, this entertainment center, look and feel the way it does. They did a really, really good job when they and expanded. And I think you hit on it. We've talked about it before, but Disney is all about the story. So if you have five spare minutes while you're there, and you can make your way to guest services. It's not where it used to be. So if you thought you knew where you were going, you're totally <laughs> wrong. It's kind of moved. It's its own building now in the middle of Disney Springs. But ask them to tell you the story of Disney Springs. They'll take you inside the building where they're doing some guest relations and helping people. But there's a story painted on the wall. And it's not literal words. It's all the pictures of how the springs came to be and they will tell you about the origins of the water and the coloring. And it just has such great backstory that if you really love that attention to detail that we talked about, get them to fill you in, point it out, and then you won't be able to help but see all those details as you walk around. So how much time should you plan to be? At Disney Springs, right? That's that's got to be a question you get all the time from people that are that are planning vacations with you guys. And I always hesitate when I answer that as a lot of our questions because it's all about you and what you want to do. There is a lot of eating and a lot of shopping and a lot of add-on experiences. So when people say to me, you know, we're going to save some money and take a break from the park and we're going to do a Disney Springs day. <laughs> I can almost guarantee you that there is no savings in a Disney Springs day. Those of you who've ever taken your children to Disney Springs, I bet you they find maybe one or two things an hour that they'd like you to buy. Um, maybe you want to do some of those add-on entertainment things, but they're add-on. And again, kind of backing up to park tickets for a minute. The longer you stay, the cheaper to play. So yes, one day of a park ticket, you're looking $120, $140. But the difference between day five and day six, you're looking 8 to $12 a person. You're definitely going to spend more than that if you've got kids or if, you know, you're an adult who loves to shop. I will say that I have left there several hundred dollars lighter. Mm. You know, you can get anything designer jewelry, designer clothing, if you're a Dunian Burke person for those purses, so many opportunities. So it really depends what you're looking for. I don't necessarily suggest a whole day. Look at if you want to do one of those entertainment things. Look at some great dining. Right now for 2020, one of the real positives that I've come up with um, with the parks and COVID is the parks are closing early, but you're still fitting in all the rides, but you might be done at the park at six o'clock at night or seven o'clock at night. And there is incredible dining that we'll talk about in Disney Springs. And sometimes it's hard to get there for it because you want to see the fireworks and you're trying to fit so much in. But right now, I would say head down there, enjoy the dining. So many great choices. Talk to us about how we get to Disney Springs. So the first is obviously you can drive. And again, if you haven't been to Disney Springs in a while, you're going to be wowed. It used to just be surface parking, a couple of parking lots. They were always close to full, but you could, you know, circle and find a spot. They've now put in three five-story garages, and they're 
days when I've gone and the garages are all showing full. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they added like 12 times the parking and it still has that many people. But once you're inside, it really doesn't feel it. No, you're right. So free parking if you want to drive there. If you're at a Disney resort, there are buses running there all day. Keep in mind, if you're listening to this and thinking I'm not an on-site guest, maybe I'll just head to Disney Springs in the morning, park my car, and take a bus to the theme park to save on the parking. Buses don't run to the, th- to the theme parks until late in the day, and it's just not worth the time and aggravation to do it otherwise. So this is not a parking lot to use just to get on property. It's a Disney Springs parking lot. And again, one of the changes now, the buses kind of drop you in the middle of Disney Springs, which is nice because it is a long walk from one end of things to the other. But if you're taking Uber or Lyft over, they only drop at the far ends. It backs up to water, and we've done a whole show on transportation and all the ways to get around. So if you are at Port Orleans, either of the Port Orleans resorts, Old Key West, or Saratoga Springs, you can have a great boat ride right over. And I think, you know, now's a good time to talk about those two resorts, Saratoga Springs and Old Key West specifically. They're Disney Vacation Club resorts. We've had conversations. You don't need to be a Disney Vacation Club a member to stay there, but it is a nice boat ride from those places to, to the Disney Springs. It's also a good time to tell you that tonight's show is brought to you by DVCnews.com. For more than a decade, DVC News has provided the latest news and information regarding the Disney Vacation Club timeshare program and its member resorts. Visit them at DVCnews.com, where you can sign up for their email newsletter, or look for them at Facebook.com forward slash DVCnews or Twitter.com forward slash DVCnews. It's a great boat ride. I've done it from from both Old Key West and Saratoga Springs. I enjoy it, and and it and my kids enjoy it. So I, I will say that if you are staying in one of those places, even if you don't plan to spend a lot of time at the springs, it's worth it just for the boat ride. All right, here's the elephant in the room: dining. You said it. There's so much dining, and I feel and I like every- say if I ate everything I wanted to eat when I'm down there, I would definitely become the elephant in the room. <laughs> You're not wrong, but. Listen, we could do an entire show just on dining in in the Springs. It's become my favorite place to eat on property, tied with Epcot. Talk to us about dining at Disney Springs. So I think it's a favorite because there's just so much. There's all of your snack options, so many quick service options, so many kid-friendly options. If you don't have it back home, Things like Rainforest Cafe, T-Rex, Planet Hollywood, those kind of interactive dining experiences, those are great. But then we can also talk about the other end of the spectrum. Six James Beard award-winning chef restaurants. Mm. It's amazing. Everybody from Wolfgang Puck, Jose Andros, Chef Art Smith, lots of options. So food that is just incredible. And I have to be honest, some of these award-winning chefs are, when we talk about the dining plan, signature dining and a little bit more pricey if you're paying cash. Some of them really aren't. And you can get phenomenal gourmet food without a big price tag. So it's nice to see all of those great options. And I will say I am a huge Wolfgang Puck fan. And one of my favorites is Wolfgang Puck Express, 
Mm-hmm. It's a quick service meal if you're on the meal plan. But I like to take my in-laws there because you order at a register, but then they're delivering your food for you. They're refilling your drinks for you. So it's kind of that little crossover in dining. You get that sit-down experience besides them taking your order, but you're on par with a fast food dining experience price-wise. So that's a great option. Snacks. I stop at Erin McKenna Bakery before I leave. If you're not familiar with Erin McKenna, it is the allergen bakery. So we've got gluten-free, dairy-free, free, 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 except for the price tag. Yes, yeah, I was going to say, um, not all free. <laughs> but they make, my daughter will tell you, the best bagels in the United States for those of you with a gluten allergy. So I actually bring bagels back on the airplane and we freeze the bagels. It's all about bagels from down there. Which is, um, which is let's, let's be fair, the only time in the history of the world that anyone brings bagels from Florida back to New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. Um, and then they've got what everybody wants. Disney Springs is now so large, two Starbucks locations. Well, you need it. I mean, you, you can't expect to walk from one end to the other without your coffee, right? I mean, that would be just absurd. There you, go. Uh, you talked about the walking with drinking coffee. It's also an opportunity. You can get a margarita, you can walk with it, you can get a bottle of beer, and you can walk with it. So many great choices. And while I mentioned Aaron McKenna's, there's several bakeries there. Um, pastry classes, you can take all kinds of great things, even some theme restaurants, some great bars. Um, Jack Lindsay Hangar Bar. Again, if you're looking for that true Disney story behind it, the detail in that restaurant is amazing. And I highly encourage you to take some time. As I said, I could probably easily eat there for a month, eat somewhere different every day, and not run out of good choices. No, you're not, and that's not hyperbole in any way. It's 100% true. You could eat three meals a day there for at least a month in a different place, and it would all be tremendous. Um, All right. We could talk for hours. Let's talk about shopping. What what shopping opportunities are there? Again, what shopping opportunities aren't there? Definitely one of the big spots, Disney Pin Trader, so the largest spot if you are a pin trader to buy pins. They also have the largest trading board that they open a couple of times a day. That's where you're going to find all the unique and limited edition stuff. Lots of Star Wars merchandise. Again, largest world of Disney. You're also going to find Once Upon a Christmas. So Christmas shopping with Disney all year long. Mr. Potato Head parts. All the shopping you could ever want. One of the things we had talked about was the theming and the story. Along with that comes just stopping for a little while and and taking in a view. The property has changed tremendously over the last 10 years. So talk to us about where you can maybe spot up and and have the best view of the property. So you can take flight in a tethered hot air balloon. Up high, get to take it in, and you're really going to see not only Disney Springs, But you're going to see Disney property. You're going to be able to look into Epcot, look into Hollywood Studios, some of those resorts that we talked about, that great overview, or taking the property a little different. Instead of the boat that we were talking about, you can get an empty car, kind of an old-fashioned car, 
starts on land and goes into water, and you'll get a great view and see Disney Springs from the lakeside. If we go back to episode 22, it was our second part of, of two parts of the adults-only show. We talked a little bit about entertainment there just from the adults-only perspective, but let's break down a little bit more of the entertainment if you're going there. What, some of, what are some of our entertainment options at the Springs? So we've got the dine-in movies. So first run movies to an AMC theater where you can do tableside dining while you're watching a movie. Splitsville, bowling, and again, tableside dining options. The Void Interactive. Um, there is a Star Wars as well as a Wreck-It Ralph interactive game you can play. Obviously, when it becomes evening time, some great nightclub options. And then not covered in that episode, some things for the kids to think about. Um, kind of a combo of shopping and entertainment. I love the Lego store there. Yeah, some it's cool. Lots of huge Lego statues, some great picture ops. If your child is a Lego fan, obviously great things to buy without taking the day trip to go to Lego. But they also have a build-your-own-car, and the kids can just build for half an hour. It's free because you're not taking the car with you. So build and play and race the car and then leave it behind. That's a great option. The other thing that's here that works really well sometimes for families is there is a Bippity-Boppity Boutique. And it actually just relocated within the last year. If you've been to it before, it used to be inside a world of Disney. Now that's shopping area. We've got this new boutique. So you can do a princess makeover. You can do a royal night treatment. But for those that don't want to give up park time in the Magic Kingdom for it, or the Magic Kingdom slots do sell out first, maybe you couldn't get a Magic Kingdom slot. Maybe you're arriving at five o'clock on day one and it's not a park day and you're starting with the boutique. So that's an option for there as well. Certain times of the year, there's a big stage. You'll find that high school choirs often are performing in Disney Springs in the summer. They're really known for other entertainment there. And then you've got holidays in Disney Springs. So in our episode about Christmas, we talked about the tree lot that I love and I will Give one blast from the past that I absolutely miss. In 2016, it was the only year they did it. And those of you who are football fans may remember this because it was part of the Super Bowl that year as well. They did Star Bright Holidays, which was a droid show above the lake in Disney Springs. And it was just breathtaking. It was Less than six minutes long, but so many formations in the sky. Obviously, at night, these light-up droids with music. I keep hoping they'll bring it back. Or, as somebody once told me, when you see incredible technology like that, the Imagineers have something bigger in mind, and we're just waiting to see what it is. That is usually how it goes. <laughs> uh, the one thing that we didn't mention here for entertainment, if you go back to our episode 14, we talk about the NBA experience. We're not going to give you too much detail here, but just to know that the NBA and Disney have a longstanding partnership. As we're recording this, they're playing the NBA playoffs in the Disney bubble, as the NBA has coined it. So if you're interested in in anything the NBA or WNBA, check out our show, Episode 14, to find out more about it. But that is also in the Disney Springs complex. Anything else that we missed? Anything, anything that you missed? I mean, anything we want to say to wrap up the show? Because it's, it's such an awesome location. So many, many years ago, 
you actually had to be over 21 to enter part of Disney Springs at night because it was comedy clubs and adults only. And that part is no more. And so what I miss, and some of you listening are going to get it right away and nod your head and maybe even shed a tear. I miss the Adventurers Club. So, Jeff, I'm going to leave you with this tonight. Okay. As we used to say there, congaloosh. (laughs) Hey, thanks for taking the time. I appreciate it. You bet. That's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please have them share. Have them like, have them subscribe. And don't forget to reach out to those folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories.